Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. From the Ground Up Productions presents, presents Talk Therapy with Lady Miz. She is here to listen and give advice, but brace yourself. Brace yourself if you can't handle the truth. Because she's not sugarcoating a thing. She is getting to the root of the problem and addressing the ugly truth. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. To talk therapy with Lady Miz. I don't know, guys. Can let me know if y'all can hear me. We having some technical difficulties over here. Please put it in the chat. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Testing, testing, one, two. Oh, well, it's there. It's just that we can't hear for some reason. (laughs) What's good, people? Thank y'all for tuning in to Talk Therapy Tuesdays. I am your host, Lady Miz, and this is my now co-host. I'm a (laughs) stand-in. Yes, this is my stand-in co-host, Ray the Silent Assassin. Um, You know, guys, this is Talk Therapy Tuesdays, and today is a serious topic. We want to definitely get into addressing mental health issues. But before we do that, we also want to let people know who do not understand what this show is about. Talk therapy is a safe place for us to discuss different topics so that we could come together and create awareness. And also for us to understand the importance of what accountability is, right? So that we are able to grow into the best versions of ourselves. Just talking to somebody. Like we talking to y'all and sometimes y'all talking to us and the phone lines will be open. It's therapy sometimes. You know what I mean? And sometimes some people just need somebody to talk to. That's very important. Believe it or not, just having an ear to listen is important. We're here to listen to y'all and give you guys the best advice that we can give you based off of the knowledge that we know, have, and the things that we've been through. And even if we disagree on some things, it's cool. We can still walk away with respect from one another, okay? So we're about to get into it. Before we do, I just want to shout out some people. Big shout out to Lady Z on the check-in. Big shout out to Chucky Chuck. Poppy Fortune, Town Mama. Um, did I miss? Uh, uh, said Chucky. So yes. And big shout out to Yellow Pound Cake. I see y'all in the building. Big shout out to Soraya Alexis. Guys, if you haven't already, please share this live. Um, and I, I apologize for the intro. We we couldn't hear, so you know we kind of didn't start off with the energy, whatever. But it is what <laughs> it is. You know, we like what's going on. <laughs> but I'm glad y'all can hear us. So big, big up to everybody on the check in. Y'all already know. Before we get into this conversation, and I really need y'all. Listen, let me tell you something. We're going to be talking about black men and their mental health and all types of stuff, but not just black men. We're talking about everybody as a whole, because right now we are going through a lot. Um, And when I say we, I'm talking about us as a society. We're going through a lot right now. And I don't know if people are dealing with it um, in the way that it's going to help them get through it. So today, we we are, today is a serious topic. Today is not to play around. It's not to turn up. It's not none of that. We're really getting into the talk therapy uh, session today. But before we do that, um, I want to um, go to our commercial. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we're going to go to our commercial. Then we're going to come back, tell y'all a few things we got going on. And then we're going to get into this therapy session. Are you a content creator? Do you make music videos, short films, documentaries, web series, kids shows, movies, stand-up comedy, visual podcast, educational shows, or sports? Are you a fitness instructor or gamer? Do you record church ceremonies or report news? If so, contact From the Ground Up Productions TV by email at fromthegroundupproductions at gmail.com. For more information on getting your content played on our network on Roku, where there are over 85 million viewers and growing. No more being limited or blocked on social media from the content you post and create. Get the freedom to be you without restrictions from controlled social media. And if you want to run your ads or sponsor our network, contact us now at fromthegroundupproductions at gmail.com to get started now. You're now tuned in to From the Ground Up Productions. And you're listening to Talk Therapy with Lady Miz. Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. Yes, so for all those who are content creators, make sure you guys hit us up if you want to be a part of our network from the ground up productions TV, which is airing right now on Roku Live, just like we are live on where are we live at? YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, yes. <laughs> um, quick reminder, first I want to let y'all know that we do have a compilation out called Family Business, so make sure y'all check that out. It, it could be under Lady Miz or under various artists. Um, y'all could check that out, Family Business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's up there on the screen. Also, I want to let y'all know that we have a reality show um, coming up. And the reality show is going to be making it in the 845. Uh, so look out for that. It's going to be all the people that is from that live in the 845. Even if you was not originally from here, but you live here now and you grinding and trying to make it, that is what this reality show is going to be about. So look out for that. Also, if you guys don't know, we have a new show called Hood Court where we are still trying to iron out some things right but we are um that show is now in effect and moving we don't have an exact date yet that um day permanent day but we will be letting y'all know but we might just do pop-up shows the, the, sometime during the week right also if you haven't already guys i do have my chips on sale my chips are on sale for the month of april that's right so if you're thinking about getting the chips now is the time to get them if you haven't already Boss Move Chips in different stores. It's just actually got, got it in some stores in Jersey. Big shout out to my mom out there grinding for me. I love you, mom. Thank you for your love and support. But yes, um, you can purchase that directly from me and it is on sale right now. The box is on sale at a very, very, very reasonable price. Um, also, um, I just want to remind y'all that we are working on two films, one called Hood Pain, which is a film um, that's a spinoff from our video, Hood Pain. And this is going to be an actual film film. Big shout out to um, Joey, who wrote the script for that. And we are also working on a film called Crumb Village. Big shout out to Tyler. 
Tea Mix, The Vita, Mr. 845, Get Well Soon. That is um, going to be coming real soon. So we are actually gathering up the cast members. Well, we, we got majority, not cast members, I'm sorry, actors for um, that. If anybody's interested in acting or being any extras and want to do something to get your resume popping, make sure y'all hit us up because we are definitely um, in the process of making that happen, y'all. Okay, now let me go to my um, promos for the, for the sponsors. Big shout out to Lagoica. He is a um, graphic designer and he does websites and book covers and so much more. Lagoica is spelled L-O-G-O-I-K-A. If you guys are looking for a graphic designer, if you need a website done, if you need a book cover and all of the above, he's the one to go to. Big shout out to Pamela from BCA Accelerated, uh, Acceleration, is Acceleration? I think I said that right. And she is a um, business consultant. She helps other entrepreneurs get their things moving up and going. So if y'all are stuck and you're not sure which way to go, she's the one that y'all want to hit up. Also, guys, if you don't know, mark your calendar right now, July 23rd. It is going down. Springfield, 80s reunion, big shout out to Chucky Chuck, okay, and all of the 5G Entertainment crew is going down on July 23rd in Springfield Park, the 80s reunion. I will be hosting alongside with Chucky Chuck. DJ Red Alert will be there. I think um, uh, Melissa... Well, I don't want to say unless I'm totally sure, so I ain't going to go there yet. But yes, y'all could come through. Several other artists is going to be there. The Clientel Brothers is, is going to be super dope. They always got to show love to, of course, the Springfield um, originators of that area will always be a part of the show because it wouldn't be a show without the original there. And then every year, someone else is added on and someone else is there. Um, new eyes, new faces and all that. So it's always a great time. Very family or so make sure y'all come out and check this out. Great artists is going to be in the building and vendors. So if you guys are looking for uh, to want to sell your stuff, hit up Chucky Chuck. He's the man with the master plan. Melissa Morgan, definitely there. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Oh, they got it in the comment section. I wasn't sure. Chucky Chuck. Uh, so I didn't want to say for sure, but yes. Yeah, so she's going to be there. Y'all know, listen, she's a vet in the game. Gave us great music. Y'all don't want to miss this. Make sure y'all pull up. Vendors hit, hit up. You see it, Lamont Baker, but that's Chucky Chuck. <laughs> hit him up if you want to be a vendor. Um, Real quick. Yes. Big shout out to King Charlie Prince, a cow cutter in the building. Oh, King Charlie Prince. Hey, Cal Cutter. That's what I'm talking about. My, my extended family out there. How my brother's doing out there. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for pulling up. Um, is there a way for me to stop that? I don't know if I can do it real quick. Oh, give me a second, guys. Sorry about that. Hey, listen, I hope I'm my butt or nothing. Was it? Was it? Well, look, look. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um, also, guys, Peace Mentoring LLC is my business. And with this business, I teach different skills, different workshops. I teach you how to start your own podcast and everything you need to know to get it up and running and doing what you got to do. I teach people how to write their first book. I teach you how to budget your finances and build your credit. And I also have entrepreneur classes where I can teach you how to create and sell your own product, just like I did with my potato chips the right way. So if you are looking for any of that stuff, 
stuff, make sure you go to my website. It's peacementoringllc.com. Um, and you can actually uh, pay right there on the website for your workshop class. Or if you want a one-on-one -on -one session with me, you can book me because I am a life coach. So I do work side by side with my customers or clients. Okay. So guys, let's get into it. Um, again, if you haven't already, make sure you, um, hit that notification button, right? Mm -hmm. Hit that notification button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we are about to get into this deep conversation. Um, King Charlie Prince, I hope you are okay. He said he fell. Okay. I hope you are all right. I don't know how, what happened, but I hope you're doing okay. All right. So listen, this topic, um, who is so much to talk about. Um, I don't even really know where to start at this point because right now, I mean, listen, I, you, you heard about the shooting today. I mean, it's not like there wasn't always things going on, but mental health today is, uh, I, I feel is worse off than it ever been. I want today to, for us to have this conversation and we will open up the phone lines for anybody who wants to come in or if you want to discuss something that you got going on with you, you want to get something off your chest or if you want to add value to this conversation, then we will open up the phone line so that you could give your take on it. And I'm sure most of all of our listeners are all, always um, adding great value and we appreciate y'all for that. But today... Um, we want to talk about mental health and how we're dealing with this. You know what I mean? How are we dealing with this? First, I want to start, guys. I'm going to start with black men, okay? I want to start with black men and mental health because I think that this is a very, very, very serious issue. I think that um, I'm going to give my take or should I let you go no, first? You can go first. Okay. So here's the thing. Some of the, here are some of the, um, I guess you would call it, uh, what do you call it? Oh God. I always be losing my train of thought when I'm trying to say something. Um, when something is, oh God, I can't think, forget it. Listen, black men or all men are always being told to be tough, be a man. Don't cry. Cause men don't cry. Stop acting like a girl. Right. There's a lot of expectations when it comes to black men or when it comes to men in general, as far as being tough. And I feel that they don't have an outlet a lot of times and they have a lot of stuff built up inside of them. And sometimes that can come out in a way where it could affect them overall, not just their mental health, but their physical health. They being um, someone who is like meditating. Right. Uh, I think that people are getting more into meditating, but I believe that, you know, anything that is um, viewed as as taking care of your mental health is considered to be soft in a sense. You know, it's considered to be soft and considered weak. And I'm trying to figure out how do we get to the point where we eliminate those stereotypes? That was the word that I was trying to say, and I couldn't say it. <laughs> stereotypes. How do we eliminate those stereotypes that are put on? Right now, we're focused on men, technically black men in a sense, but 
all men because we're not going to exclude white men who don't have to follow those same stereotypes too. Be strong. Don't cry. Don't be a man. You're weak. You, you don't be acting like a girl as if <laughs> being a girl is so weak. But um, yeah. So how do you feel about that? And are you that type of person that says things like that to those those um statements? Well, I'm a, first. I'm gonna start by I, I'll disagree with you with one thing you said. Okay. Mental health has been the same as it always been mm -hmm. since, um, you know, you it, it hasn't got any worse. It's always been the same. The only difference I would say the same is now is people are, people with mental health issues are now more reacting and doing things differently than they used to be. Mo most of the times when somebody had mental health, they kept it to themselves. Mm, you know, okay. they didn't take it out on anyone. Now it's been, you know, it's a lot more people just taking it out on everybody now. They're not dealing with their mental health. They're, let, they're letting somebody else deal with it. Mm, okay. So I would disagree with you on that part of it. It's, okay. it's still, it's always been the same. It's, it's, it's the same. It's just the way how people are handling it now. Okay. Now, on the other side, where you know, I, I kind of agree with you with the whole, it is, you know, when you when it comes to mental health, it's, mm -hmm. it's really hard to say, you know, you know, the, it's all about how people deal with and, and internalize it. Okay. You know, we've made it a, a, a stigma that if you go to this, if you go to get, uh, go to a psychiatrist or you go to a therapy, you get mental health therapy, it's right. something automatically wrong with you. Right. Exactly. And, I, and, and guys, I don't know like how y'all feel about that, but I think that we have to, People have to stop being embarrassed. Like I'll say I went to a therapist and tell you the truth. I be, I'm thinking about going back to one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, it's funny, but it's not funny because at the same time, like I do feel like I'm a strong person. But at the same time, I know my my, my points where I can tell if I'm falling into a. Um, what you shaking your hand for? Uh, yeah, that's the thing about with mental health. You are mm -hmm. you, you already saying a, a stigma. Men, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with strength. Okay. Okay. Great point. Great point. But see, and that's what I'm talking about. The stereotypes, yep, right? It. Absolutely. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Um, so I, well, as I was saying, even though I know that it sounds uh, wrong and it is wrong, I should say, um, I'm, I'm saying that I know that I'm a strong person, but I know that I still need uh, therapy sometimes. So I'm not really saying that, that you got to be weak to get therapy. That's not really what I'm saying, but I understand where you're, why you took it that way. But what I'm saying is even when, even though I feel that I'm a strong person, there are points where I might feel that I need to talk to somebody, right? Talking to somebody doesn't make you weak. This is talk therapy. We talking to y'all, we talking to each other and y'all might be talking to us if you call in or when you're talking, when you're putting your comments in there and we are addressing certain issues. So, you know, at the end of the day, when we're talking about, getting help it shouldn't be viewed as as oh what's wrong with you people want to get embarrassed as if it's a problem but that that embarrassment and holding it in is why there are people at the train sh station shooting people up you know like i mean what I happened in brooklyn I today I, I don't know like this is crazy i don't know if that's a mental health issue no well what do you no. think that is some people, they you know, they ideology. You know, this this can this could all be because uh, somebody's mad with America or somebody's mad with the the mayor, and they just saying, you know what, this is how I'm handle it. That don't have anything to do with being mental health. Okay, so are See, you I, saying are you trying? Okay, so I understand what you're saying. In my eyes, anybody that's doing that has a mental health issue. That to me is a mental health issue. But I know some people like to say, 
we're not going to blame everything on mental health because people are making bad decisions. Is that that's what you're a, saying? That, yeah, that, that's a, you know, nah, that is not a bad decision. That is just a, <laughs> yeah, this overall what they're doing is wrong. Because here, the reason I say that is mm -hmm. if, every time we blame everything on mental health, it's an out for people doing stuff that they knew they wanted to do without mental health. You know, uh -huh. we use mental health as an excuse. Mm. And it's not an excuse. We're not going to give this guy the opportunity to say it's a mental health issue without even finding out what his real problem is. Because we could say believing in the Bible is a mental health issue. <laughs> I guess you took it there all the way, huh? I'm, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to people who believe in the Bible, but uh -huh. you believe in something that you don't see, right? Mm-hmm. Or you haven't felt it. Some people haven't felt it. Or some people believe they felt it. Okay. Well, and I and I and, I, and like I said, I'm not gonna say this. We'll use Catholic people as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Catholic people people cannot talk to God, right? Only people who's allowed to hear God in the Catholic religion is the priest. He could talk to God for you, but if you talk to God or you hear God, is something wrong with you. Okay, so you're saying that that's a mental health issue. Yeah, no, that's you not, believe but, that. But, but no, I do not. I'm not saying that. that I'm, I'm comparing it to somebody going up and shooting. If we we can't blame everything on mental health. That's mm. not. I'm comparing it to. But we're talking about mental health right now. Right, and right now you brought up the guy shooting in Brooklyn. Okay, that's not a mental. To my opinion. Well, you that don't know that yet. We don't know that, right? I, he and, had and, smoke grenades. Supposedly smoke grenades. So you think that a person that has mental health issues can't plan to do something like that? No, nope, I didn't say that. What I'm saying to then you. Then why would we excuse it? We're not giving him the excuse. Because oh. we don't know what it is yet. I'm saying it's a possibility. Okay. Okay, that's all I'm saying. We the black honeymooners, baby. <laughs> yes, Demo went in the building. I see you. <laughs> it ain't work, damn it. <laughs> what the hell? I forgot. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, big shout out to my mom. I see you, mom, in the check-in. Gloria, yes. Um, I want to read some of these comments. So, um, Cal Cutter had said, um, you could not... Wait, I'm sorry. I can't bring that up. You, you could not you be caring what people think. Always put yourself first. Exactly. Right. Right. And I'm going to get into that, putting yourself first. I 100% I, I believe that. And um, well, D. Moet said some people don't know they have it. Yes, absolutely. Some people do not know that they suffer from mental health issues. And I guess let's let's to briefly touch on that, uh, D. Moet, people don't know that they suffer from mental health issues because some things are viewed as being common and some things are looked at as this is just what the norm is and we're going to get into deeper into that topic soon um and today's um you know later today um let me see what does Soraya Alexis say also you don't need to go to therapy only when something's wrong I thank you Soraya for saying that absolutely you also do not need to go to therapy only when something is wrong so that means that sometimes you might just need to talk and there's not nothing wrong, but just to keep you on the right path, to give you clarity, this and that. This is why I wanted to be a life coach, right? This is exactly why I wanted to be a life coach too, because sometimes people just need guidance and there and, and there's nothing really wrong with them in a sense, you know? Um, yes. So here's the thing, guys. We're talking about men. Now we're talking, let's talk about these expectations. When I list all of those things and we talk about men, especially, you know, 
I go to black men, right? Especially because I don't think there's no white men in the building where y'all white guys at. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Because I would like to actually, I would really love to hear from someone who is a white guy who is um maybe suffer from because white people, this is not a this is not a color thing. Mental health is not a color thing. But we when you look at certain people in certain neighborhoods, and, and if it's in a more um predominantly black neighborhood, certain situations happen there and certain people endure, you know, certain things. So yes, it's going to affect people differently. Society itself can affect people differently. Just being black in America can affect your health. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's on so many different levels, but with the, let's go to yellow pound cake. I see you was pointing that out. Let's see what she said. Say some people don't know they have mental issues because of the enablers. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. I, I guys, I was I was looking for my um, I was looking for my sound effects earlier. I was trying to do, but then I played the song. It was I was on the wrong page. <laughs> yeah, no, we I keep it real out here. Um, yes, um, absolutely, enablers. Ooh, mm, 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 mm. That right there, yellow pound cake. Big up to yellow pound cake. Let me tell you why that is so deep. Because you. You ever notice when somebody got a problem, they like to run to the very people who they think is going to co-sign what they're going through, the very people who they think is going to give them an excuse for their behavior. You understand? Stuff like that is the reason why people never uh, fix the issue. And those type of people never take accountability for their actions. So my thing is, if you really love somebody and you see that they're going through something and they're doing something, you should tell them. Them. Instead of trying to show, oh, I got your back. Well, you don't really have their back if you are helping lead them into a burning building or a bad situation where you they need help and they're not getting it. That's a huge problem. You have something? Well, I, I would say it all depends on the approach. Okay. What do you mean by that? You know, some people go, uh, you know, if you approach somebody, you can approach them if you feel, especially if you care about them and okay. you feel like they have an issue. Sometimes you know that you got to be careful of how volatile they are, you know, especially if you know there's a there's an issue there because you may say something they might trigger, make it worse, you know. Sometimes right. it's like I said, it got to be the approach. The approach you can't just walk up to somebody like, oh, there's something wrong with you, you know. You need to get that fixed. Well, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because here's the thing, and I agree with you. You do have to watch your approach when you're when you are approaching somebody who might be in a crisis moment because that's mm -hmm. what it is, right? It's a crisis moment. But let's take the other person on the flip side who has to endure this and take this all in. Who's thinking about that person as if their feelings don't count, as if they don't matter? Talk to me about that. I'm not. And I'm not saying that their, mm -hmm. their feelings do matter. But mm -hmm. if, like I said, if you realize the person is having an issue and you want to help them, mm -hmm. you yeah, you can help them. I'm not saying not to. I'm never saying I'm, you're never going to hear me say not help. But okay. what I'm saying is you, you you have to be if you care about them, you have to be careful about how you approach them. Because what, what, what might be something easy to fix can be turned worse with your approach. And that's with anything. Right, right. That's with any conversation you have with the even a person you don't feel like is having mental issues, you can approach them in the wrong way that'll trigger them. Yeah, that's I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that. That's a whole fact. Um, 
or I had something to say. I forgot what it was, but I'm sure to come back to me. But I want to I want to move on to uh, women now. Let's talk about women and the expectations, because we probably will circle back around to this. I'm sure we will. Something's going to come up, but I'm going to kind of breeze through. Let's talk about women and the expectations for women. So um, as um, my daughter gave me a, a, a book and I was kind of breezing through it and I kind of was already on the, the line of discussing these things. But it was like women are meant to look perfect, to do perfect and to be perfect. Right. So being successful is so-called body image. And this is why we have so much plastic surgery and so many. And I'm not shitting on plastic surgery. I have to tell you that right now. But what I'm saying is I'm shitting on the fact that people will spend their money on these fake doctors and lose their life just to get a big butt and big titties. I'm sorry. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Okay. Body image, how much money you make, education, age, religion, all of that stuff. So when we're talking about all of that, as far as women and expectations, you know, I feel that that's a huge issue. A lot of women, let me tell you something. And, and this is again, let, first of all, before I even say this, let me be very clear. I wear nails. I wear wigs and weaves. I wear eyelashes. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not exempt from any of this stuff. I'm not exempt from any of it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I'm sure I fall into a lot of the categories that I'm about to speak on. But one thing that I think for me, that although like I like this stuff, right? It doesn't make me who I am because no matter what, if this wig and lashes come off, I'm still me. You understand what I'm saying? For real, for real. <laughs> you laughing, but it's the truth. You know, that's why I don't know if y'all ever seen, sometimes I would go on Facebook Live, I'll take my hair out or I won't have on nothing. And I, I, I remember one time I was on Live, I had a ponytail, boom, took it off. I was like, yeah, y'all. <laughs> because I, I don't want, and some people were like, you're crazy what you're doing. I'm not crazy what it is. It's just because I wear that. That doesn't mean that that's what I am, right? It's more important about what's in my head than what's on it. But I think that in today's time, mental health is affecting a lot of these women because they feel they have to have an image, a body image to look a certain way. And I think that men contribute to that behavior nope. a lot. They do contribute. These women are uh, looking to be noticed by men and that majority, why are they on, why are they twerking? online and doing all this other Ooh. stuff if they're not trying to be noticed by men. I'm going to tell you why that is a, it's not How? about it, um, let me tell you. This okay. is the only difference today now, uh -huh. any different than before with women is that women, the plastic surgery, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Both. Um, what happens, what happened now is women want to get, like you said, big butt, big breasts because of what's social media selling them. But back in the day, I was uh, we could go with Vanity Fair and all of those other cosmopolitan, all of those women books y'all used to read. They still out there, still <laughs> doing the same thing. They would make sure they put what they believe is a perfect image on these covers for women to follow. That's what y'all were reading. Mm. So y'all can't blame that on men. We were we're looking at it. If y'all started going natural and they in these y'all started saying forget what these magazines were saying mm -hmm. and started going natural, I'm gonna be who I am. Men are still gonna love you. Well, you know, let me say something. I think that that's a great point that you made because I seen that it was a this woman on TikTok, right? Um, and she was to me, she was beautiful either way. But um, she, when you looked at one of her pictures, she had the long weave, she had the nails, she had the body, like everything was so perfect. The lashes, her everything was like 
it looked like the bomb. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. I was like, okay, she killing it. And then when she started taking everything off, she was like, y'all men, y'all say you want a natural woman. Y'all say you want this. Y'all don't like the weaves. Y'all don't like this. Y'all don't like that. But she said, I'm gonna take all this off. Now, if I took all this off, would you still be checking for me? Would you still be looking at me? Or will you be looking at the girl with the long weave down to her butt? Now, let's be honest. Where would y'all be looking? You asking me that? I'm talking to you too. You a man, right? <laughs> as, as long as she's a woman, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I totally disagree. I'm I'm, Open I'm, up the phone. Like I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say like this. Soraya Alexis said it. Both mm -hmm. men and women con contribute to this. In her opinion, uh -huh. both men and women judge other women by their bodies. So we can't put that on men. Absolutely. Other women do judge. I agree. I agree. But I still think who you think that these women are doing this for, though? According to social media, you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. You know that that ain't totally true. You know that ain't totally true. But uh, Poppy Fortune, we're going to open up them phone lines. Uh, you want to get that going? Um, so I, I'm going to read one of Soraya's comments. It's up there already. Yeah, but you're not leaving it up there. Sometimes you got to leave it up. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, we, we addressing it. Okay, so let's read um, one of Soraya's comments. Uh, both men and women contribute to this, in my opinion. Both men and women judge other women on their bodies. Absolutely. I do agree 100% with that. But I still believe that women... <laughs> I ain't even looking at him. You know, uh, you, you, you're just repeating no, what I read. I, I know, but, I, but I'm just... Oh, you read that already? <laughs> that's what I'm trying. I've been saying to you the whole time. Oh, oh, oh that's what you were talking about? Yes. I thought you were saying something. Well, <laughs> oh, I guess women they, don't listen. They don't listen. Yeah. They, hey, hey, yeah, hey, watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, I still agree to a certain extent, but I still agree or disagree a little bit as well, too. Because, listen, let me tell you something. A lot of these women don't feel like they're good enough unless they got a whole bunch of likes and people looking at them. Some people will pull down their whole post if they don't get a certain amount of likes. They have to feel and be validated by somebody else. And social media, in my opinion, is causing a huge mental health crisis issue. Social media is destroying a lot of people and a lot and I'm gonna tell you a lot of adults try to tell their kids don't be this way but the adults is like it too okay and some of these so-called conscious people who are saying that they are not like that pfft, yes they is yes they is okay go ahead man. okay mm -hmm. uh, mom Gloria said that not only men to be noticed notice women that they think they have to they need to outdo other women <laughs> not only they need to uh, for men to notice women, but they need to outdo other women. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Yep. Women are always trying to outdo other women for attention. But, but that's it's, not a it's, mental health issue. I don't think that's a mental health, but I'm just saying th these are the expectations that are put on women. So it might not be a mental health issue, but I think that it can lead to mental health because yeah. what happens is, give me one second, what happens is it can lead to mental health because if they don't get the attention that they were dying to get, then now it puts them in a depressive state of mind. And when you get in that depressive state of mind, then all things go downhill. You start viewing things negative. You start seeing things negative. And I'm telling you, that is where mental health can start to kick in. That's depression. But we're mm -hmm. going to go with, I'm going to say when they start to, the, 
Depression is a part of mental health. I, I'm not saying it's not. Okay. But we that's low self-esteem. That's a self-esteem issue. When you yes, start doing it this, is a low self-esteem. When you start doing that for somebody else and not for yourself, that's a self self-esteem issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it leads to mental health after a while. If this is not addressed, it can lead yeah, to I agree mental with that. health. I don't disagree with that. Let's go to um Benjamin's um it says women have low self-esteem from childhood trauma, especially when they was in school being teased because they had short hair or teased how they body look. Absolutely. And and that was me. OK, um, it, my hair wasn't short, but I was always very skinny. And um, me and like well, if I have friends that were really, really skinny, um, we always would want to wear like two, three pairs of pants or all this stuff because we wanted to look thick, almost like because see, we back then we ain't have no money for no surgery back then. You understand what I'm saying? So for us, we always wanted to look thick. I remember I used to stuff stuff in my bra and all of that stuff because I'm like, oh, I wonder what I would look like now. I'm like, damn, God. when you pray for something and you get it and then you be like, man, take it away because you want to wear something, but you can't, you know, you got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> I'm just trying to say you really got to be careful what you you asked for but the truth of the matter is he's absolutely right he's absolutely right <laughs> keep yeah. charlie prince yeah well keep charlie prince said a woman is more masculine outward she'll snap if she's disrespected her man would try to keep pace she'll say baby i got this calm down and she still be running her mouth <laughs> <laughs> here go king charlie prince on deck talking junk again <laughs> King Charlie Brett, you always coming on here with that. You opening up them phone lines? Yeah. Okay. Let me read over a few more here. We got okay. uh, Yellow Pound Cake said, women are expected to have a certain body style and men are expected to have big tools. <laughs> I just say love the skin that you're in. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That is so true. And that's what I'm talking about, about, about expectations. She got to look this way. She got to be this way. And he got to be laying the pipe. He got to be packing and all of that. Right. And if he ain't doing that, then then the egos is messed with, you know, and then now they are doing so many different things to get to a certain status and to look a certain way. And imagine going through all that stuff like some of the uh, famous people that we know. I ain't going to say no names, but y'all know men and females who looked a certain way. And today they look totally different because they changed their nose they bleach their skin all this stuff and we don't even know who the heck they you know who they are anymore because they don't look like how they used to be but even doing all of that to me that's a mental health issue you know why because they're still not happy see because happiness don't come from that and that's what we got to talk about about being able to fix these things this is what talk therapy is about how do we fix that because Unfortunately, society is still putting these things out there. And I believe it's getting worse. Okay, I'm going to read this comment. Yes. Ty John, Ty John said, women put those expectations on themselves. Self-esteem starts in the home mm. and women raise the children. So women get the double whammy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would clap for that, but nah. I ain't trying to hear you with that with nine money playing time. I respect your uh what you gotta say. But um listen, women might get the double whammy, right? And I hate to say it like this, but maybe the women is the one at home. Where's the father? 
Okay. Let's talk about where the father is that time. Where is the father? Because we're going to blame the woman, but she's trying to do it all by herself. Most likely, because if you took the man out the equation and the father is no longer there, then it ain't just the woman's fault. It's the father's fault for not being there and doing his job, too, because it takes two parents to raise a child, in my opinion. But if there's an absent parent. I'm not saying that a single parent can't do it. So anybody, single parent, whatever, I'm not saying that. But it is harder for a single parent. It would be better if two parents was there. Okay? I I don't disagree with that. All right. Okay. You have something else to say? Well, I mean, because you touched on it, but we'll swing Mm -hmm. back around it because that's that's the issue now when we talk about what's going on with these young kids in these neighborhoods now that's going crazy. Okay. We we, we can circle back on that. Poppy Fortune, we gonna open the lines when he ready. I told him open the lines three yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. He can pick the number. <laughs> I mean, let me put the phone number up there. <laughs> huh? We putting the number up there for if you guys want to call in and tell us your take on how you feel, or even if you want to call in and get something off your chest, we are here to talk to you. This is Talk Therapy Tuesdays, and this is the day where we get things off our chest, but we come together as a community because it takes a village to fix this. Okay. Yes. Soraya Alexis said women don't necessarily put those expectations on themselves, but they have the choice not to believe or follow them. Mm. That's right, Soraya. Absolutely. I like that you said that. Uh, that is so very true. Um, we got it. We got it. Oh. Let's see if it, the, the phone lines, let's see if it's working real quickly. Um, you test can that you out. There. Yes, we can hear you. Absolutely. State your uh, name. It's Poppy Fortune. What's uh, up, Poppy? one of the co-hosts of uh, the hood court. Yes. I was just going to speak on men's mental health, but I do want to say, like, speak on a couple of y'all points, like, uh, double R. Yeah, Vanity Fair and all of those. It's, it's women's magazines, but men created and wrote those magazines. We got to take mm. our blame for how these women feel. You feel me? Because we're, and we're the editors, most of the reporters. Uh, brother man, I don't know your name, who said the thing about uh, women raised household. I grew three son. We men. We supposed to raise the household. If you're not there for your daughter, or your son, and they turn out messed up, that's your fault. Now, Absolutely. I have to disagree with that. I have to disagree with that. To learn a good lesson and get that self-esteem from you, and they have low self-esteem because they want it for you, that's your fault. As a man, we got to accept that. Don't say, oh, you choose the father, because as, as a man, as a man, especially if, if, if it's a woman in your family, and you see the father's not there, it's your job to step up and be the father of that child. If that's your sister, that's your cousin, and that and they got a kid, and they father ain't there, I don't expect you to do the monetary the monetary thing, but you should do the moral, the moral support and emotional things for those children, because it takes a village. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. Absolutely. I don't disagree with it at some points, but we got, you know, we can't blame it saying, oh, because you have two family homes, and I'm playing devil's advocate, right? Okay. You have two family homes mm-hmm. with both parents in the house. You can't blame a parent for how a kid acts once they grow up and do the thing that they, they feel like they do. I agree to that. Well, uh, there's always signs before the kid is an adult that, hey, this kid is going through something. Yeah, we, we got to pay attention to it. When we see these kids going through something, it's just not your kid. If it's your nephew, if it's a friend's kid, if it's just a kid on the street you see walking and it looks like this kid really going through something, stop him or stop him. Hey, yo, you good? And have, Because that simple conversation can change somebody's day and, change, and, and a day can change your life. I yeah, agree. I'm not disagreeing with that. And and you know what? And and it's a very good point because again, th- what do we do? Ain't none of my business. Or we turn the other cheek because we are getting so used to or so desensitized to all the stuff that's going on around us that we don't realize that people need each other. We need yeah. each other. 
And yeah. that's what I was going to speak on on men's mental health. It's like, as a man, we aren't allowed to have mental to have crisis of mental health. We aren't allowed to feel down. I was, I was, I was being told earlier about, oh, just having a conversation. I'm not, I mean, me and Lady Mills were talking before to talk therapy about different things. And it was like, uh, there's a clubhouse group for men's mental health. But I guarantee you, if a man joined it and his old lady found that he was in it, he would be called every gay and every soft under the sun because we're not allowed to do it. And honestly, from experience, I had experience, but literally, I was dying, like health reasons, health failing. And I was trying to vent to this chick I was talking to about, it, and I got called, excuse my language. She said, Why you acting like a bitch? Mm. Son, I'm dying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't want to laugh at the dog. See, now you're going to make me look bad, but it's the way you said it. That's what he said, I'm dying. Well, he's living now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'll live, but like, you feel me? Like, <laughs> right, but you know what? And I, I totally agree, but you know what? It's, we, we, we talk about this every day, and we go, oh, look at this. Men, men have mental health issues, right? Uh-huh. But we got to blame, we got to, sometimes you got to blame the relationship you're in, right? Because here's what we, when you say something, and women do this too, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name the famous couple that's going through it right now, right? Yeah, they had enough of us talking about them. Women, women will ask a man to tell him how he feels. Mm-hmm. And when we do, you don't listen. Facts, or we get caught short. Yep. Right. Oh, so, or we're so that's a good point. That's going back to what I was talking about earlier. You're drama. Oh, you're, you're, you're being so you're dramatic. Drama while you're whining, it's always something. It can never be like, yo, I'm hurting. <laughs> like, it can never just be that. It can never be, I'm hurting, just hold me. Because I'm hurting. The same way I'd hold you if you're hurting. But yep. like, it doesn't work like that for us. The moment we say that, oh, that's gay. Mm, 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 that's deep. See, I'm, I'm glad y'all bringing this up. Ladies out there, do you feel as a woman that you have those qualities where you do not allow your man to have those moments and make him feel like he can't open up or show a, a side to him because he has to live up to society and the image of, of what was put out there of what a man is. Um, let me say for me, I know that I, I thought like that. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to be honest. Um, I did grow up um, in a society and community where it was more of, hey, and I kind of still think like this. I ain't gonna lie. So I guess y'all could talk to me about it and let me know where I need to fix myself. All right. Talk therapy. We got to help each other. I do feel that men should be strong in a certain aspect. Like if something's going down, of course, we got each other's back. But I believe it is your job to protect me. And if you can't, I'm looking at you a little funny now, like, hold up. Because I, if yeah, you can't like, protect, even a protector has mm-hmm. moments. Where it's okay to be weak and private. If it's an issue, yeah, we are gonna stand strong, and protect you. But mm-hmm. being one on one, I should be allowed to have a moment of weakness alone with your old lady, because that should be the person you trust more than he, anybody he, else. That's he the took it that your back more than anybody else. You should be able to have that moment of weakness of the I'm holding the world on my shoulders and it's getting heavy. Right, we right. aren't allowed to get that. Right, mm. because you know what happens is your it's in society the two is always compared. Mm-hmm. or lumped in together like you're supposed to protect me but it's but protection is a two-way street because a man having a mental health crisis mm-hmm. as the spouse you're also protecting him by listening and understanding right. what they feel because what happens is like like anybody when we shut you out mm-hmm. then y'all start to have your issues and you start to have your thing, like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong? With, why is he not uh, focused on me? Or why is he not paying me any, uh, any attention? And now it's two issues in the house. 
And okay. a lot of times it leads to three because everybody thinks men just cheat because of physical reasons. Now, a lot of times a man's not getting emotional support at home and a random chick he work with or a random chick on the street, you okay? And she's falling to it and he has in the bag. You okay? You know what, Poppy Fortune? You ain't lying because that's how it is. But just know it's like that on both ends, not Mm -hmm. just for the men, but for the women too. But it is true, though. (laughs) It's always somebody sitting over there waiting for that moment, that crack in your foundation so they could slip right in. That's a whole fact. Oh my God. And most times, the housewife, the the, the work wife or the work husband always know what's going on in the home. Absolutely. Let me give some shout outs. Um, I see that Al Mosley is in the building. Big shout out to Al and big shout out to Eddie OJ. OJ. We see you, my brother. You know, we here for you. Still thinking of you. Got your back. You already know what it is. R.I.P. to your son. Um, That We continuing to have you in our prayers for you to have strength for real, for real. Um, so, you know, Soraya said being vulnerable shouldn't be labeled as a weakness. Yep. Okay. And that is very true. Uh, so I guess my, my question, uh, Poppy Fortune, before you go is this, um, based off of what you said, right. And Ray, you tell me too, based off of what y'all said, have y'all had any experience with women? And it could be me. It's okay to talk about me. <laughs> Don't do me like Will and Jade at the Red Table Talk, though, because that's getting kind of crazy. But um, <laughs> but look at him. He's so fucking up. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. But anyway, have you guys felt like um being in a relationship with a female or a woman that it made you get to a certain point that you're like, hey, this is pushing me to the point where it is affecting your mental health? I mean, nah, because I'm quick to, like, I'm not going to hold you. I'm I'm not a nice person. The moment I, the moment you annoy me, like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he ain't got, he ain't got no patience. You do, somebody else is going to do. Nothing that you do special. It's nothing about you special. You wilding them out of here. <laughs> he ain't giving them no chance. All right, how about you, Double R, Salad Assassin? Well, I'm going to say this. I grew up in a society where men couldn't say, hey, you know, there was no crying. If you got if you fell and got hurt, it was like, no, pick yourself up, dust that shit off and keep on playing, you know. OK, so, you know, we all grew up with that at that attitude. So, yes, I wouldn't say it's a, a mental health. The, the, the mental part of it becomes now you're reluctant to share how you are or who you are with people when you've grown up that way. Mm, OK. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I have a hard time opening up. And like I spoke in a situation with uh, with the girl earlier, and it's like, well, that didn't affect me mental health wise, because like the relationship bad and it's affecting mental health. That uh-huh. did bother me because that was the first time I really opened up to somebody in a while. Okay. And it's like, mm. I, like, oh, that's why I don't, I keep it to myself. It makes you hard to live with you, especially if you open up, and that's the response you get. Everybody, and, and I'm gonna say, not just men do this; women do it too. Right. If you open up to a man and the response is you get a negative feedback mm-hmm. opening up. Like a, a woman could tell a man she love him and a man could, you know, fuck, I, you know, excuse my language, but I don't care about you. You now reluctant to open up your heart to somebody else. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's just, it's the natural. It's the protection. Pres- it's, yeah. yeah. It's the, a, the natural response to protect yourself. Right. Self-preservation. It's Absolutely. like I am no longer opening myself up to anybody because of 
one person's negative response. And like I said, what that happens now is you're no longer opening up to anybody and keeping it in your, to yourself. And right. that's what causes a lot of mental health issues. Absolutely. Depression, Absolutely. Big suicides. shout out. Big shout out to Calcutta mom. Hi, Calcutta mom. How are you? <laughs> so listen, um, we're, I, I want to now kind of like move over to the environment um, and talk about like, you know, the hood, you know, the ghetto and the trailer park. It don't matter wherever certain areas are. Um, and we're talking about mental health and the lack of love. Right. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Let's talk about how people and families are so separated and people just walk around with this hate and this anger. And I'm going to blame you for every damn thing that you did and don't know how to let nothing go. And then they in a position where they cause division within the whole family. And now you got people that's loners, but they act like I don't need nobody, but these are the same people that are kind of by themselves, and not that I don't need nobody attitude is destroying them. And then that's when you get the attitude and the lashing out at random people. How do y'all feel about that? I could explain that I don't need nobody in, mm -hmm. a, in a sense. Right. And I say it this way. Sometimes that person who, who's now feeling like they don't need nobody mm -hmm. is the very person that was helping everybody. And when mm -hmm. they finally needed the help, there was nobody to help them. Sometimes. So, that's sometimes. not all the time. No, I'm not okay. saying not all, right. not all the times, but a, a lot of the times that's what it is. It's like, I've been there for you. I've been there for you. And because I'll, I'll give you this. this it's, it, and this always happens like this. You get people to, to call you up every day telling you their problems, but not one time where they ask you how you're doing. Mm. you know right right so you got to look at it that way you know you can't say that i you know everybody's issue comes from something it just it's you know unfortunately some people are born bipolar some bipolar mm -hmm. some people are born with mental health issues but some people develop it how does one develop a mental health issue? And I guess this goes to the environment Be, being in a home that's toxic, because let me say this. They always and, and I said it earlier, um, being, you know, to a two parent household is important. Right. But at the same time, there is a flip side to that, because they also say being in a toxic home or in a broken home is worse than being from one if it's not good within the home then uh, i mean if you're talking about abuse things that are just not normal that a kid shouldn't see that's not good so you don't stay in the atmosphere like that but what that does is now that child is already taking in stuff like that and it's probably going to create some mental health issues down the line yes that's true that's true and now you know and I, let me i'm gonna speak from a veteran's experience okay okay because they are we all a lot of us, an older generation, grew up with the, the term um, where we see the veterans on the street and we still, uh, uh, it just slipped my mind, it slipped the, 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 the term that we used to use for them when we seen them on a shell shock. Okay. We used to see a lot of veterans on the street and they'd be like, oh, that guy's shell shock, right? Yes. But we they, it was never the, uh, educated on a term called post-traumatic stress. You know, you got a lot mm -hmm. of these guys who come home from war. That was up there already. Okay. And yeah, you got these guys who come home from war and there, there's nobody there to help them. Okay. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 
a perfect example. I have I had my mental health issues with that. You know, luckily for me, I had the VA to help me. Right. You know, you got a lot of people who don't. Absolutely. You Absolutely. <clears throat> what the yellow pound cake say? <clears throat> the community I live in, the parents look at me like I'm crazy because I have the kids cleaning up the garbage and I reward them. Mm. It's been said to me, I think I'm better and they child don't need me. Mm. Oh, my God. Those people are ignorant. That is very, very ignorant. That is ignorant. But you know what? I want to commend you, uh, Yellow Pound Cake, for doing that. Because let me tell you something. And I talked about that on a previous show. I can't remember which one. But that was a topic that we were talking about, about our neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. We can't complain about our neighborhoods and expect anybody else from outside of our neighborhoods to come into our neighborhood and care more about it than us. So we can't be throwing things all around and then turn around and say, hey, they need to come around here and clean this mess up. No, they don't. We need to clean the mess up. We have to take good care of it. He be disagreeing, but uh, I'm going to tell you right now, absolutely not. But I, I mean, this is not a mental health and I don't want to get too deep on that. But at the end of the day, okay, your environment is still very important. OK, the environment is also shaping your mental health, the, 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 the area that you live in, your household, all of that is shaping your mental health. I, I don't I, I don't disagree with the with one part except for the fact that yes we it's, we should be cleaning up our neighborhood right yes absolutely but we also cannot leave out the people responsible for making sure the neighborhood is clean also because what happens like I said to you before if we constantly keep cleaning up the neighborhood we pay our taxes we do all those things we pay our you know some people pay their rent and all of those things to these buildings mm-hmm. these buildings are supposed to maintain it that is not my job to ma- maintain your building see i'm gonna t- I-, I understand I what you're say saying one thing before I get on the phone. okay go ahead poppy for sorry he's still on the phone poppy puts okay. it still on but uh mm-hmm. I, on the on the ptsd thing double r mentioned mm-hmm. one thing we also have to re- realize because you brought up the hood is a lot of our young people in the in the city are suffering from ptsd yep. you got to realize these areas where Absolutely. first of all we have a lot of areas in the country with the hood is an active war zone yes like, like Chicago, Newark, uh, St. Louis, Kansas City. These are active war zones. You mm-hmm. have kids being brought up and given guns at 10, 11, 12 years old. Even Port of Virginia, where I'm from, like, you have kids being given guns at 10, 11, 12 years old. Think about the mental disorders this kid has. And now you say, oh, oh these guys who think are the super savages and they super gangsters not at dealing with severe mental disorders. And the only thing they know to do is to put this pain on somebody else. Mm. That's deep. We have a severe mental health crisis. And then on top of it, Absolutely. we're coming from places where by the time you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you know 19, 20 dead people, that's your age. Yes. And the older you get, and, and until you had a certain point where you're able to move away from it, the older you get, the more it wears on you. Because it's like, well, this person was such a good dude. Why didn't he get to see that? And that's something we have to, and, and, it, and it goes to our community. We have to do better for our community. You're right. Environment does play a huge part in it. Because guess what? Somebody who comes out every day and sees clean streets and you can see clouds, they're going to be a happier person. You yeah. go into, into the cities and it's nothing but buildings and it's gray and you get you get into the inner city part where, where, where our people are at and where they don't send sanitation into everything that they're supposed to. Mm. And people just throw stuff out in the streets. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's That's sick. right. You're going to be mad every day. And these are little things that you're going to associate with traumas. And then you see this person and watch this person just flip out. It's because of this, it smelled like his hood. And he, exactly. And, 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 back. and that, that's PTSD. We need 
And a big part of it is our prison system. Our prison system, the, the root word of the penitentiary is penitence. It's a place of penitence for reformation. But there's no penitence in the American private penitentiary system. Nobody comes out of prison a better person unless they join, unless they become religion. And even most of them don't come out better people. They just come out acting like they would go. Mm. Well, we, I mean, some we, people we can't pay to our local people, to our local governors, our local people in government, governors, senators, uh, uh, house members on the state and on the federal level about getting rid of these private prisons and getting real mental health treatment into regular prisons. There's no reason why the only people who get real mental health treatment are those who are allowed to plead insanity. And if the insanity plea mm. was really for people who are suffering from mental health issues, there wouldn't be a single black person from the inner city in the prison because almost all of these young men and women in those prisons are suffering from severe mental health issues, which are only going to be made worse by being caged like an animal. Mm-mm-mm. I love everything you said. Pa- Listen, thank you. Listen, we appreciate you for calling in and thank you for dropping those jewels and giving value um, because I think you made some great, great points. Um, but definitely thank you. And we're going to we're going to chop it up with you. But that's Poppy Fortune, y'all. He got two shows that, that he's going to be doing. He's going to be doing a sports show and he's also going to be doing um, Hood Court. Hood Court. And Another show, Everything's Debatable. Trust me, he's great at that. I'm sure that y'all can hear and see. But let me tell y'all something. What what Poppy Fortune just said is so important. War zones. Like I was on the live um, yesterday and I seen Tyrone Muhammad. Big shout out to Tyrone Muhammad. He's in Chicago. I interviewed Tyrone Muhammad on when I was on DJ Cisco show. I said, hey, I want to get this brother on the show because he reminds me of today's Malcolm X. I mean, he was out there being it's a community servant. He didn't got all his people and they go to their city. They help their people. They help look for jobs. They protect their women. You understand? Not only the, that, mm-hmm. he's, he's in the politician's face. Like, oh, yo, yes. you messing up. You're doing something wrong. You got to go. Absolutely. This brother, Tyrone Muhammad, is out there, um, you know, listen, doing everything, policing his own neighborhood with his own people. And people like 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 you don't see people. Like, I, I really don't see what he's doing anywhere. I I don't. And there's a lot of people out there, um, religious people, the people with big names and they are not doing what that brother is doing. You understand what I'm saying? But back to the point is. First, let me just say, this is the only thing that I disagree with you on, Poppy Fortune. That brother right there that's out there, that's a better person doing all that, that I'm talking about, that just like Malcolm X, he was in prison. He did go to jail and he did come out a better person. He came out a better person. See, it's all about what's really in you. Sometimes your environment can keep you stuck mentally somewhere and you don't know how to get up out of that situation because you're always in defense to survive because of your area. You know, you could be a good person and go to jail and now you got to defend yourself because you're around some real killers. And now you got to become something that you're not because you got to protect yourself. See what I'm saying? So when we talk about this brother here that I was speaking on, uh, Tyrone Muhammad, it was it was live. I shared it. Mm-hmm. I shared the live. They killed people. I, I, I literally watched a young girl get murdered on Facebook yesterday okay philadelphia my family's still out there my brothers are still out there my dad is out there my cousins is out there 
Philadelphia is a war zone. They're not talking about it. What is it doing? I see what it's doing to my family. Okay? It is destroying them in a sense mentally. I see what it's doing. So we talk about this mental health. The area and where you live is serious. It's serious. Newburgh is like it too. You understand the murders is crazy. So when we talk about these areas and we talk about mental health, how do we help each other? How do we help our kids? And this is why um, big shout out to Mikey D. I ain't saying the name because y'all be stealing stuff. <laughs> but I will say big shout out to Mikey D. We're, we're actually uh, planning something. He brought something to my attention. I was totally with it because I had already had an idea to do something similar. And we really want, it's nice to be able to come together with people who want to really get out here and make a difference. Because if we don't do it, then honestly, who then? Who's going to do it? Because our kids, I'm sorry, when you look at our kids, I blame us. We are, you, you can shake your head or you want to, but I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's, at least, at least there was always problems, but our family structure was a little bit better than what the family structure I is to, today. I, <laughs> you disagree. I, I, I'm gonna go tell, ahead. Go ahead. Let me I, say. Yeah, I'm going to say this, right? Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with you. Our kids is something wrong with them. It is, you know, and we are us or. It, it it's is our fault. No, wait, let me finish. It okay. is our fault. And I'm going to say this, right? Mm -hmm. But it started up long ago. And uh, Dima Wet pointed it out. And I'm going to use this. I'm going to write off his comment first. We are children from slavery. So there are a lot of mental health issues rooted in our community, right? Absolutely. But I'm going to say this. I always said to you before, right? Mm -hmm. It was a generation of be before us that dropped the ball, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm going to say this why, because, and I'm, a, I hate, I'm not even going to say, I hate to say it. A lot of us, like myself, grew up in single parent homes, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was well capable of men who had every opportunity to take care of the family and didn't, mm. you know? So when you look at the neighborhoods like they are, it, the, the drugs coming into neighborhoods, that started a long time ago. What do you expect that these kids to see when generations of fathers not now, first the fathers who, was, who had the opportunity to be there, not be there. Then you got we, the, the, the kids like me who grew up in the crack era, who, who you, now there's no father in the home and you're selling drugs. You're now no longer in your home, not by choice because you was arrested. And what? now we, you got younger kids raising kids you know yes kids having kids now you can't expect a kid to raise a kid as an adult well 99 of the times okay all right i i understand your point and i and i i agree to a certain extent and let me tell you why i still place the blame on us and i believe that we are still partly responsible for why these kids are the way that they are today again yes they might have dropped the ball but see here's the thing and this is i'm guilty of this too we our generation is so we're, we're, we're go, go, go with survivor. We, we, you know, we have a lot more opportunities, but the thing is in order for us to keep what we got, we got to stay on the go and stay on the go. So what are we doing? Sometimes a lot of us are and not, well, I mean, I, we kind of, Make sure we keep an eye on our kid. Probably a little too much. We probably should let them go more. Not, not the way, <laughs> but the yeah, not the way society is. is. But we, but let me, you know, we, um, you know, we kind of keep an eye on our kid, kids, 
thoroughly because of the way that the world is today. But I'm trying to say that video games, right? Yeah, uh, just <laughs> didn't I let you talk? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to say that video games, right, is raising our kids. Video games is also showing constant shooting and death and desensitizing our kids to more death. They already see death on the street. They already see death in the community. They see death everywhere they go. They see death on the news. And then when they sit down and have that moment to chill, now they see death on the game. See, before they were playing outside. OK, before they were playing catch, they was playing basketball, they was playing tag, they was playing hide and go see double dutch, hopscotch, you name it. There was different things that they were doing, but now they're not doing that. They're more online and they have access to information that shows them what? More death, more negative things. And what do the news show them? The news ain't even reporting the good stuff. I don't even know if good stuff exists anymore because the news, they only want to show this one got shot. This one got stabbed. This one got beat up. This one got this. But what does that show you? That show you that we are in a crisis right now. That show you that there's some serious mental health issues going on right now. And it, it, it is our environment, but it's this damn world. And, and that's what I'm gonna say to you. We you you put it on video games, right? And I always say he wanna he there, he's no, gonna no, going back to the no, but I'm, you gotta listen because the, the, yeah, though yes, the mm -hmm. video games do they, the the kids play video games, right? Mm -hmm. But you gotta understand, there's a lot of these kids who aren't playing video games because they're 10 years old with guns in their hand. The real video game to them is because they don't believe life when you die. That's it. Because they haven't been taught. Their brain hasn't even developed that yet. Right. So here's the thing. That doesn't have it, anything but, but to do let me, with the video no, game. But let me tell you something. It. Well, look, it does have some, the video game to me play the a same, part. Right? We, you, we could, if we could blame the video games, we could blame I think them. video games is a part of mental health issues. We, we could blame video games. We can blame uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger then. We could Arnold uh, <laughs> Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, let's, let's just start it. What is this? Because they do the same thing. Listen, hold up, hold up. Okay, but let's 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 take let's take a step back real quick. And maybe maybe I could be wrong on some things, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with being wrong. Um, but when you take a child who is constantly seeing fighting, maybe it's fighting in the home, then they go outside of their house, maybe it's fighting in the street, fighting at school, fighting on the corner, fighting at the corner store, and they are not playing outside like they used to. And they sit down and they turn on the TV and they see murder, killing and murder and killing. And then the things that we give them to do offers the very same thing. Are you telling me you don't see that as an issue that could affect our I, kids mental health? I never said that, but you can't put it. And we keep having this argument in this society. You cannot put it on one thing. It's not just one thing, but that one thing plays a part. With, it really does. If you, and and if we you have I, to play our part. I grew up huh? on video games with the same violence. I'm not out here killing nobody. The difference is where we have to take responsibility is educating our children, communicating with our children. Mm -hmm. That that is when you I'm going to say this. All right. Mm -hmm. And I say this to you all the time. The reason we have or the kids are loose and crazy like it is because society now and, and unfortunately everything is so expensive that people are working two or three jobs not being home to keep an eye on their kids 
And we also have this mentality in our head that before, you know, like me, if somebody seen me doing something, either they check me on it or they was quick to tell my mother. Society is different now. If you come up and tell somebody, hey, your kid is out here standing on the corner selling drugs, the parent is going to be, no, 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 not my child, mind your business. And that's Mm. the difference. Nobody Mm. wants to hear anything when it's their kid until they're screaming, not my baby. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I, I again, I agree that all of these things around is desensitizing people to death. I'm going to tell you all something. I got to keep this so real. First of all, OK, so a couple of my friends, right, passed away. Y'all know this, right? I don't like to keep talking about it constantly because it is sad, right? And I look at other people that knew them <laughs> and I can't understand how people could just have the attitude like, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong. I understand that death is a part of life. But what I'm trying to tell y'all is people today are different. They uh, lack love. They lack empathy. Okay. I watch it. I could see it in a person's eyes, the way they talk, how they move and all that. Today's people different, straight different. Okay. I don't see the love that should be there for the and, and now what you saying that you mm-hmm. expect any different from our kids well that's where the problem come in right exactly so we that can't bl- is what the that, problem and that's in, what right? i keep saying we can't blame video games with the parents we always want to you know I what, did, for but, years, but i said that and you right. disagreed with no me. <laughs> no i'm not saying what i'm saying is i disagree with blaming it on video games mm-hmm. it's not the video game it's the parent parents are not teaching their kids Parents are not staying on top of their kids. Parents are not being like parents. We hand our kids a phone, right? Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of parents that won't even monitor what they what their kids are doing on the phone. Very true. Absolutely true. So we, you know, we have to, it has to start with parents before we blame anything else. Because what we always do when it comes to the mental health in our community is mm-hmm. deflect. We blame it on something else instead of what the real problem is. Well, see, I'm not deflecting. What I'm doing is I, I'm t- I'm saying straight exactly what it is. And it's a it's a combination of a lot of things. Like I said, video games is going to be one of them. The community is going to be one. Your environment's going to be one. Your household is going to be one. The people, you know, uh, nature and nurture, what is shaping you. That's all a part of how you are going to respond. It's a part of shaping your character and who you are. But I'm telling y'all that in today's time, in today's time, people care less. People (laughs) care less. I look and I be like, yo, these people don't give a damn about nothing, nothing. I'm sorry, people will pull up to a funeral just to eat. They're not caring about the department. And it ain't funny, though. It's true. It's true yeah. No, they pu- They will pull up. That's why I say, look, I got family members. Don't talk to me. If something happened to me, don't have them at my funeral. If they're not talking to me now, they better not be there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Absolutely not. Because they don't care. OK, people, what they want to pull up just to see if you're really dead. You know, like people just don't have hearts no more. They don't have hearts. They don't have empathy. They so, like I said, desensitized constantly. They're angry with the world and they're not getting the help that they need. They're not getting the therapy that they need. And these things are the reason why people are suffering from mental health. And as I said before, the um, broken households and there's no family structure 
causes an issue. I don't care what nobody say. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody wants somebody to talk to. Some people might say, oh, what do you call those people that, um, introverts? Is it introverts? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you might kind of be to yourself, but that don't mean that you don't want somebody to connect with. Human touch is important. When I used to be a nurse assistant, right? I used to be a nurse assistant. One of the things that I know, first of all, but that they taught us in addition to what I already knew was the human touch alone was important. Just the human touch. So we were trained to give massages a certain way to the elderly people just so they could feel our hands on them. The human touch is important. That, well, you know? I'm glad you uh-huh. said that because yeah. ex- that's extremely important. Uh-huh. That's what our kids are missing because we work so much mm-hmm. and we're not home so much that human touch that they need, they're not getting anymore. You, that's true. You got a lot of parents who are working, especially in single family homes. And I hate to beat on the single family fo- homes, but unfortunately that's what it is. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying it don't happen because I was raised in a single family home and I, I, I went somewhere, you know, I, I came out different, but where I'm, 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 you know, what happens is you got them, them parents who are, who are working, like I said, two to three jobs, eight hours a day, come home, they cook it for the kids and they're going right to bed. They're not even helping their kids with their homework because right. they don't have no time. They're, they're, they're not getting that interaction that they need. So what happens they go out on that street that that guy who's did 20 years in jail came out. He still wants to be the man in the, the hood. big homie, the big homie. And he's taking care of your kid now. In a way that you don't really want yeah. him to, because now that's gang gang. And now you're not paying attention to your kid. Your kids, he's looking for that attention. And what happens? The street gives it to him. Which leads to more mental health issues. Yes. Point blank, period. King Charlie Prince said they don't even party no more. Uh, to they don't even party to dance. Where are we at? Okay, anymore because they're holding their <laughs> their cell phones up, videotaping instead. So you know, I'm glad you made that point because people don't even know how to enjoy life and have fun anymore. Man, they're not. Which old. is which is another uh, uh, issue that leads to mental health. If you don't know. What makes you happy? If you don't, if you're not doing the things to make you happy, if you just on social media looking at somebody else's fake life, because all that people only gonna put the good stuff up there unless somebody's attention seeking, right? But other than that, most people are gonna show you only what they want you to see, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're on there looking at somebody else's life and what they're doing, and you're depressed. So the minute that you get out and do something you got to show everybody look where i'm at i see people on vacation i, I gotta say to myself how the hell are they are they really having that much fun are they or, oh they got to show everybody their every single move because they just want to show people what they're doing because majority of their life they probably not really doing what makes them happy so they got to show look, i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm doing this you know what well, i mean i'm gonna be honest with the cell phone thing okay mm-hmm. they're not only keeping their cell phone at, at parties they're actually now filming people fighting. Nobody's even trying to break up a fight when they see it no more. They're good. You got a hundred different. I'm gonna tell you like this: I've seen fights with so many different angles. Mm-hmm. The, watching a basketball game in the arena don't have that many angles no more because there's so many different people recording now. He's nobody wants to do anything. Anybody, it's easier to say, you know what? I see you on the camera and go viral. Yeah, Poppy Fortune said once a kid gets access to social media, where we at? Once a kid gets access to social media, the internet has more influence on them than anything. By then, 
ad and friends, friends, parents, other adults, TV, and the teachers who knows what you get. Mm-hmm. So I, that last part confused me. Did I say that? Yeah, well, yeah, but, but once you, once you get, he, what he's in a sense, what he's mm-hmm. saying is once the social media gets a hold of your kid, mm-hmm. I don't care what you bring to them. You, it's hard to pull them back. Right. And literally, right. literally you have to take the social media completely away from them. Yeah, that's that's very, very difficult. I, I see what you're saying. And social media is a powerful tool, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and that's why we have to be aware. That's why we got to talk to each other. That's why we got to do things and pay attention to what's going on in these streets, on social mm-hmm. media, every damn where, because things are crazy. But let's talk about sexual and verbal abuse. You know what I mean? Sexual and verbal abuse also leads to mental health issues. And how do we fix something like that? How do you fix a person who's been sexually abused? Because you know that, you know, honestly, now let's talk about this as an uncomfortable situation, but they do say that some people who are raped end up being rapers. They end up raping other people because they've been raped. Or some people like, let's say, for example, I know some girls who were raped where they became very, very, very I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong word. What what word can I use? Yes, yes, yes. Promiscuous. Yes, we could use that. And um, it was because that they were raped. But again, what are they doing? They hold it in. They keep it to themselves. They don't tell nobody. They blame themselves. They think it's their fault. They're embarrassed to tell someone else. And they don't realize that it's not them. And this is the things that we have to open up the door to get people to talk about, to say, hey, it's okay to tell somebody that this is what happened because you was a victim. You were a victim. Okay. And protecting when you well, first of all, when you don't say nothing, you you think that you're protecting, I guess, your privacy, but you're protecting the raper. And then what you're doing is you're kind of almost contributing to it possibly happening to someone else because you didn't speak up. So the thing is, it's hard to tell someone to speak up if you've been raped because it, they're probably embarrassed. But what does that do? The, 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 them people that's been raped, they are so angry at the world. Like, and they're not, and they don't go get the help that they need to get. But it, on, a, on the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't the raper have a mental issue, health issue too? Because I, I said that. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I've seen, a, an, uh, I seen a, I read an article recently, right? Mm-hmm. Where this, uh, this guy was in a, he was, sexually assaulting the kids for generations and nobody did anything about it. Mm. So, you know, that's an issue there. And that you have to, sometimes you have to blame family members because some family members know and be like, oh, they don't say nothing. Yeah, they they keep protect. it secret. It's like the biggest Absolutely. secret in the family, you know? Absolutely. And that, Hey guys, since we're talking about that, let's talk about this uncomfortable topic, right? If you are somebody in a family and you know that someone raped somebody, why wouldn't you speak up? Why wouldn't you say nothing? Yeah. You know what I mean? You are contributing to the destruction of that person, the victim's mental health. Um, you are contributing to that. You're not protecting them. You're protecting the raper. And I'm sorry, I, I don't care who it is. It should be addressed. It should be told and it should be uh, brought to light. There's no way in in the world. And, and the, the sad part about it is it happens in a lot of families. I know some people. You have no idea the things that I know that <laughs> please I listen. I know some crazy, crazy stories. OK, where people have been had kids by their father. 
by their father. Yes, was pregnant from their father because their father was raping them. The, sometimes y'all see these stories on TV. These stories are not fake. I know people that actually went through that. It's, that, it's, it's sick. That, it that, is sick. I think people like that. And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to say nothing. And I'm not going to apologize for saying it. But when you get caught like that, and we know for a fact that that's something you did, that's the death penalty to me. There's no trial. You just you take them straight to wherever they got to go and let them in. 21 guns right to the head. I, oh, my God. Lord <laughs> Jesus. Big shout out to Tyrone, my brother on the check-in. I, I mean, see you. You got uh -huh. to give them the same fate because the, the, the person they do into with that, doing that to got to live forever with that. Why Absolutely. does that person get to live like nothing's wrong? Well, listen, because then I guess then in a sense, then you got some people that might say, well, what about those who are falsely accused? The ones who are innocent. That's why I used that said you have to make sure that if it's it's if it's they've been accused and it's proven, there's no holes barred on that guy. And this is well, I got, I'm glad you made that point because my neck is hurting, y'all. I know y'all see me doing this because the thing is, I gotta get in the hot tub. <laughs> or that girl, because women, I've heard women do it too. Right, so, they they gotta speak up. But that's why it's important. As soon as you hear something, to say something. Mm -hmm. When you drag it out and you don't speak up right away, okay. The, there's certain tests that they can run to test to see if um the person has been raped. But if you wait days and they go test and they don't find nothing, now is your word against theirs. And you have to remember at the end of the day, y'all, the judge don't care about what happened. They only care about what you can prove. So if you can't prove it, then it's your word against theirs and that's it. Now, I know that this ain't always the case when it comes to certain situations, right? When it comes to getting justice for a certain group of people, but we're not going to go there right now. I'm just talking about right now when it comes to the rape. Now, let's talk about real quick. I want to turn or uh, speed it over to just uh, people who are not happy. Oh, you. Yeah, now I was going to read some of the comments real quick. Okay. Uh, we, let's start with King Charlie Prince. He said, young mothers are twerking on Facebook and Instagram. They are not good role models anymore. That's a fact. I 100% I agree. Town Mama said, King Charlie, some mothers, some mom, young mothers are professional mothers. They have babies for child support so they don't have mm. to get a job. Woo! Mm. That's a fact, too. We see that every day on Loving, uh, loving Hip Hop and Basketball Wives. <laughs> I'm going to call it what it is. I ain't ever seen one of them people with their kids. Maybe they don't want to put their kids on uh, television. I know for me, like I don't like constantly posting the kids because I know some people out there that don't like me. You so can, I'm like, look, just like they, I'm not gonna be putting my kids out there for people like to be after them. Just like they out the area, the stuff that they wear and that they don't want to want people to see. You could take that same energy to gray out the kid. Mm, I guess they can. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, or, it, or, or even say, hey, I'm in the store buying something for my kid. You don't see none of that. I guess I understand. They professional mothers. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh tell mama say? That, that's what. That's oh, what that I was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, King Charlie Prince said you you post knowledge on Facebook and they quick to put you in Facebook jail, but they do have women taking off their panties and doing other crazy things, and it's okay. Mm, that is so true. And again, the reason King Charlie Prince, though, let me just say why um, Calcutta, we're going to look for what your mom said. I don't know where it's at, though. He'll look for it. Um, the reason why um, women are doing that is because that they feel that that's what get them the most views and likes. And that's what I'm talking about, about 
understanding what I'm about to get into that. What is success and what does it look like to you based off of like, like some people just doing stuff just because that's what is common. And this is what everybody think is popping. But is that what really success look like to you to get a bunch of likes because you twerking and shaking your ass on Instagram? And if you got 500 likes, you, you're validated now. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you got to know what you really want in life. You got to know what really makes you happy. You cannot be going through life having other people dictate what success is to you. Go okay, ahead. Cal Carter, I'm going to read what your mom said. His, uh, Cal, Carter, Cal Carter's mom said, a lot of people are famous that were that are famous were raised by a single parent and they are doing well. There are no mental health problems. That's mm. true. I don't disagree with that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yes, yes, yes. I do agree with that. I, I did see that. Um, well, Here's the thing. Wait, go back to that. Go go back to that uh, comment again. Hold on. I'm sorry. That was about um the older generation, right? Single parent households. Okay. All right. So here is the thing when we talk about that. I do think that some of those people did have mental health issues. Um I, I hate to use these people because, you know, I really do respect these people. And I, I never want to say anything where I'm disrespecting somebody. But I'll take the Jacksons as an example. They had, well, that wasn't a single family household, really. But some of these celebrities, right? Some of these celebrities had everything. Um, and they weren't happy. Some of them were not happy. I don't know what it was. I don't. I don't know, like. They got to the point where they got into Hollywood and that destroyed them. Because, see, let me tell you something. Let me tell you all something. I don't care what the situation is, but is it me or did everything feel better when you had less? <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. You know oh. what I mean? Give me a give me a minute to explain. <laughs> he said, no, let me let me explain what I mean by that. We live in this house. This house got three floors. Four bedrooms, three bathrooms, right? All right. Now, basement, man cave. The house is big and spread out. Everybody sometimes be in their own little corner. A lot of times that's happening. Now, sometimes I try to get everybody together. And sometimes we haven't done it in a while, but sometimes I'll say, let's just everybody sleep in the living room, put on the TV. Like, you know how it was back in the day. Everybody is, we ain't have no choice but to sleep in one room because there wasn't many rooms. What two at the feet, two at the head with Ray Korn say from Ghostface, whatever. I don't know. You know, y'all know the line. But anyway, we all in there. You wake up Saturday morning eating your cereal. We was talking about that on Saturday morning, watching the cartoons and stuff. You, you had, your family structure and although you didn't have much what did you have you had each other right you understood what family meant you understood what it was like to be together you understood what love meant when it came to your family people don't have that no more and this is a part of the reason why mental health issues is on a rise. This is a reason why it's a lot of young people today that are committing suicide. They feel empty inside. They feel empty. There's no way in hell. I've never seen this many kids killing themselves. I've never seen it. This is ridiculous. They feel empty. So you're telling me that you don't think that. Do you think these kids would also do, do these things to themselves if they were back then because when we had less 
I, I ain't I see it like that. I can't. Well, I'm gonna say it like this: mm-hmm. any people with money and still having problems, I don't know. Maybe because I don't have it. But I know if I had the money, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be nothing. I couldn't feel. I wouldn't be. I buy my happiness everywhere I was at. You can't buy happiness. I you, totally you disagree can't. with you. <laughs> okay, you have. I don't, no, I don't have enough you money. Can't, yet. No, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him, y'all. I'll buy my okay, happiness. no. And I, Michael Jackson couldn't buy happiness. Yeah. Whitney Houston couldn't buy happiness. They it's didn't a lot. Listen, it. I'm tell you no, right you wilding. Yes, right. they did. Right. No, right. I disagree. Okay, it's, it's perfectly fine. I know. What buy I happiness. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way. <laughs> yeah, you wildin'. I, I got. I'm gonna. Ask, Mom Gloria asked the question. She said, "Why did you come out different? And what mindset did you have go have going through that?" And I'm not sure what that's too. So that's why I was asking. Okay, Mom Gloria, that question that you have that is up on the screen. Why did you come out different? And what mindset did you have going through that? Are you talking to me? Or are you talking to Ray? Um, can you put it in the comment section so that we can address it or we could still address it? We're going to address because, you know, Mm -hmm. mental health and money, right? Mm Because you hear a lot of these people with all this money, they take drugs and some some of them die by ODing with with all that money and they're still not happy. Uh That's because they're not doing things with their money to make them happy. Like me, and this is just the kind of person I have, I am. I I believe in taking care of the neighborhood, right? Or taking care of your environment and the people around you. I have a thing for veterans. Okay. If I had money, I would donate enough to take care of veterans. Mm-hmm. That would make me happy. People aren't looking to do that kind of stuff no more. They're not looking to help nobody. Right. So right. you see it a lot of those people when you see when you see him, he's saying money can't buy money can can buy you happiness. Yes, I would find the things to make me happy. Well, I say this: you can money is only going to. That lets you have fun and be happy for a moment. But uh, long-term happiness, it, the value is not in a dollar. The value is not in things. I totally disagree with that because I, we could have you could have this whole big house, but this house is nothing without my family in it. I totally agree. Okay? What... I could come in here and be happy for the moment. Sometimes I am happy. Like if I'm the only person in here and it's peaceful because they be getting on my damn nerves sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know who she's talking about. Yo, 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 Demo, wait, I got to get the bang zoom to the moon. I got to get the uh, honeymoon and stuff. <laughs> she's talking yeah, about me. I'm talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all up there, I know y'all hear me. Them kids, they be getting on my nerves. But check it out. But overall, I might want my little break, but I look for that. I look for that. You know what I mean? I look for that because that's my family and I love my family. I want to hear them talking and laughing and getting on my nerves, even arguing sometimes, whatever. You mm-hmm. might laugh and keep it moving, but you know what? That's just what it is. Money can't buy that. I, oh, you think not? I'm already planning what I'm going to do with the grandkids. You think what? Man, listen, money, you know what money do? M- money spoil kids and make them disrespectful. That's what the, that's what it do. I ain't talking about spoiling. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about being the best, the favorite grandparent. Oh, boy. Let's get back to the... He, I don't know where he going with it. Yeah, no, I'm saying, you know, because we saying, you know, mental health help in a family, right? Mm-hmm. But I believe if we keep our kids together, we what, what happens is a lot of... And, and, you know, your mom's does it. She's always around. She's always helping. That was... yes. A, that in a lot of families is lost. The, the mothers aren't helping the, the, their kids with their kids anymore. 
Right. That that is so true. And you know what? The grandmothers are just not what the grandmothers used to be mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. Some of these kids don't even have a relationship or even know. And I'm going to tell you, this is not a, like a, if you think that you're the only one, I'm telling you, I hear lots of people complain about this everywhere that they kids do not know their grandmother like that or they know them, but they do not have a relationship with them. I do not want that to ever be me. I'm gonna tell you right now, absolutely not. My kids, I wanna make sure that I got a relationship with them and they spouse. We got to be one whole big family. We have to be. Well, I hope so, unless I don't really like them. If they abusive, <laughs> if they on drugs or something like that, uh, you know, to the point where they're destroying the family, I'm not accepting that. But I do you know, when it comes to if your grandkids and stuff like that, like you should know your like ain't, ain't no way that you shouldn't have a relationship with them. And to me, that is a huge failure on the whole family structure when the grandmothers ain't even involved like that in the kid's life. That is extremely sad. It really, really is. Um, now no, I want to talk. OK, because no, we're going to we're going to we're going to wrap it up with some solutions, guys, um, and things in a minute. Mm -hmm. this, uh, um, your mom's she's, she's talking to me. She was asking. I, that I said I came up in a single family home, but made the right choices to have a better life. What mindset did I have? And I, I'm gonna say it like this: I growing up where I grew up, it was nothing but death and destruction. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I've seen a lot in some t in, in in my age that I, that some kids don't even see. What it was was when I had my son, mm -hmm. my my older son. I, it was like you know what? I don't want that for him. You know, okay. I, I don't want to have I don't want him because I'm going to be honest, growing up in that environment, I always looked at it. You know what? My dad didn't care whether I lived or died. And I hate to say that because, you know, me and my dad are cool now. But I lived in an environment where it was death or destruction. And it was never once saying, you know what? Let me see how I can get my son a better life. Ooh. So to me, when my, my when my son was born, I was like, I will not I don't want that life for him. So I, I'm going to have to make choices that where my son don't grow up in the environment where he's he got to worry about bullets flying for no reason i got mute them i got mute this i got mute this <laughs> All right. hey you know oh, we're back <laughs> I had to mute the mic for a hot minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm Mama saying, Cow, thank you for the, for the, you go, Lady Miz. I see you, Mama Cow. I'm but saying, go ahead. He, I'm saying what I'm saying because it's not a lie. Okay. You know, I, I don't, like I said, me and him are cool now. Uh huh. I, I hold no animosity to him because I'm a different man. I grew uh -huh. up different. I grew up with a mindset that I'm going to do better for my kids. I cannot, you know, whatever the story is with him. That's 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 old, but it made me say I'm gonna do different. Mm, okay. I mean, the fact we, that you know you y'all didn't turn this into the red table talk. Stop playing. What y'all doing over well, here? She asked the Thanks, ma. <laughs> Thanks, ma. <Yeah. laughs> okay, you, go ahead. I, I'm just saying that, that that's the issue with mental health. Now that you yes, say it, right? Okay, yes. You're saying it. that because you're like, oh, you 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 know, and I'm, I, I hate. I'm, no, you, no. Go ahead. You, it's you okay. Muted, it's okay. You muted the mic because it was like, hey, look. You sure that it's all right to say that about your dad? Right. You right, know not. Why, why lie? 
That's the that's what contributes to mental health because we lie. Well, we you it's, it's what you said though. I'm gonna keep because no, you, you said you, didn't, you, you said that you, you don't think you care if you lived or died. Was, I think that's deep. Y'all. No, but uh, I'm in uh, and I'm being honest with it. Okay, then mm, that's it's what getting I'm, deep. That's what I'm saying that happened to a, that, and when I say Ooh. I blame the older generation because there were fathers who were well capable of taking mm, care of the mm. family, but they didn't. Okay. All right. So, you know, we grew up in an era of crack cocaine and all of that. We sell and kill and none of that's changed now. It's just it's just now that our kids have lost control. They're getting these stuff earlier in age than when we did. You know, the first time I seen a gun, I was in high school. These kids now are seeing it in elementary school. That's the only difference. Ray definitely got to be uh, a main person on talk therapy. I mean, y'all see him, right? <laughs> I mean, because he did step tall. Y'all see when he first started? Okay, because now it's like, yo, he all the way out the shell. <laughs> okay, but you know what? I I, I, I respect your, you know, you right. being authentic and stuff. You know what I mean? I just, you know, but you're right, though. You know, as far as trying to cover things up or high or this and that, that is a part of uh, mental health. And we were just talking about that earlier. Um <clears throat> I, I was just checking, okay, because I ain't want to, you know. But um, yeah, because I did send the link. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Cal Cutter said, "My again, my parents always said you have three days: one to cry, one to come up with a plan, three to do it, and that's how I was raised." Yeah. Mm, okay. All right, Cal Cutter. That's what I'm talking about: one to cry, one to come up with a plan. That's what. Huh. I'm 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 the I'm the one that do it. I'm like a quantum leap type of person. Uh, it's a good and a bad thing when it comes to me because I'm the type of person that say, you know what, I want to do this, and if I don't know how to do it or if I don't have somebody to teach me, and that's what I want to do, I'm gonna learn by trial and error. I'm not afraid of failure. I just go do it. Some people might look like, oh, look at her, she failed again, but not me. I'm like, hey, I tried again and I learned something new. Yep. So that's how I be moving forward on what I do. Now to talk about a little bit about that, and then we're gonna wrap it up. A little bit about um, what you said as far as the parents. Um, I wanted to say something to that um, as far as the two, the the mother and the father mm-hmm. and the household. But I didn't forgot. So okay. we'll, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> no, we're not back. circling back. We're going to wrap this up. So let's talk about guys real quick. We're going to end this. But what I do want to talk about real quick is some of the things just to remind you all on what you can do what you can do. First of all, if you're somebody that's out there and you're going through something, you have to first understand that you matter. You have to value yourself. It is so important. And if you don't value yourself, nobody else will. Use the law of attraction because it works. It really does. You have the power to change everything about your situation starting here. In your mind, if you were crying right now and you decided I want to smile, you can turn that frown upside down. I know that sounds corny, but and then smile right now. If you were sad, you don't understand the power that you have to change your situation. And that's what you have to remember. And that's what you have to do. Understand another thing that meditation is important. Take the time to understand and feel your inner self, to block out everything around you, to relax your body. Breathe, breathe in through your nose and breathe out your mouth. It's okay. Take a break, take a moment, shut everything off because your brain needs that moment. If you're somebody out there going through something, 
please put your pride aside and reach out. Guys, can somebody quickly, because I should have had this beforehand, put the crisis number in the comment section if you can. Look it up and put the crisis number in the comment section so I could put it up here on the screen. But if you're going through something, instead of trying to hold it to yourself because you think nobody cares, <laughs> even though we live in a world where most people don't, there's always some who do. You just haven't found the right person yet. It's just like being somewhere and somebody saying, oh, you you're not great at this and they don't like your stuff. But somebody over there might like it, but you might can quit doing what you love because you took the advice of them when it's a whole big world out there. Get yourself around the right people and eliminate the negative ones. It does not matter if they family or whoever, if they're negative and if they are toxic. You need to eliminate them out of your life because one thing a toxic person will do is never take accountability and blame you for everything. They will never say I might have been the problem or maybe I am the problem. They will constantly always point the finger at you. Other people out there stop like uh, Yellow Pound Cake said earlier, being enablers. Don't be an, an, an enabler. If somebody is wrong, let them know. You can say it in a nice way, but you got to let them know. How else are they going to fix the issue? You can't fix something that you don't think is broken. All right? You can't. Make a list of the things that make you happy. Make a list of the things that make you happy and do it. Because you only got one life right now to live and you need to live it. Because tomorrow is not promised, all right? Tomorrow is not promised. Again, stay away from people who have bad energy. And if you need help, please go out there and seek that help. Did, did anybody find? Did anybody got, got the number? Okay, we're going to put the number on the screen. If somebody is in a crisis, going through something, or needs someone to talk to, that's the number. That's the 1-800 number. 1-800-273-8255. Five, five. You know, I'm going to tell y'all something. I don't care if somebody still this idea because, because, um, yeah, give me a second. I don't care if somebody still this idea because if somebody's doing it, it doesn't matter because it's helping people. Another one of those things that I wanted to do was create something like that. Something like this, but really just to be that ear, maybe a friend to listen, somebody to listen, right? Because I ain't going to lie. Now, I'm not talking about this number here, right? But let me say the number. If you guys are going through a moment or have any type of crisis and you need somebody to talk to and you need help, you can call 1-800-273-8255. That is the crisis number, the crisis hotline for you guys to call. Now, back to what I was saying, I was thinking that maybe I should start like some type of business, but I didn't really know how to go about it where um, I have people who really care because the one thing that you don't want is to make that phone call and there's somebody on the other end who thinks and sounds just like everybody else who don't care. Somebody on the other end who's just looking at this is like this is a job. You got to find the right people who really care about the people, about human life. I'm going to tell y'all, let me tell y'all something real quick before we get up out of here. COVID totally messed me up, okay? Losing my friends was uh, my my friends were dying and I personally I'm not really used to that so I don't I don't really handle death well and I didn't know how to deal with it right so I was really 
it going through a depressing moment really bad. I picked up the phone and called that hotline that they have for COVID. It was for me, no disrespect to them or anybody else. Maybe it worked. It didn't work for me. It just felt like, yeah, everybody's going through it. I know, you know, and I know, I mean, I guess what do you say? But I mean, sometimes you, you, you got to got to find the right person for the job. Right. See, when somebody just get a job because they just there to make money, when somebody get a job just because, you know, I, I got like I got to pay my bills and they not in that specific job because it's in their heart to do that, because that's what God put in them to do. Right. Then they ain't going to do it like that. They're not going to do it from their heart. And that's why I was saying like, yo, I need to start something because I know people who really freaking care. Somebody that will really care. There are some people that still like that. So that's what I was thinking about doing. Maybe I might still try to do it or maybe y'all might want to do it. You know what I mean? But we got to have something out there like that because listen, y'all, people need people need somebody. And look, <laughs> or you could come here. I know we get a little crazy sometime and we the black honeymooners. But at the same time, if y'all wanted to call and talk about something, um, our phone lines is always open for y'all to be able to do that. We are the air, like I told y'all, to listen. Um, we go through our stuff too. We ain't no different than anybody else. And sometimes we not, we might need to talk to y'all, but at the end of the day, what is important, we walk away still respecting one another and hope that the conversation made a difference so that the next day we could keep moving forward. All right. Now uh, you said mm -hmm. something about mm -hmm. that crisis line. I think the worst line to tell anybody is everybody's going through it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of was. No, in a sense, I don't but... care, but everybody's individuals, <laughs> and that's right. the separate. You people who get on the, those kind of phone lines got to know how to separate the uh, every the individual you're talking to from the world. Right, right, absolutely. Now, I mean, I, I, this is I, you know, I'm gonna give my personal solution on how I deal with. Oh, I got it. I'm gonna answer that cow cutter. Yeah. Uh, give me I, a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my personal how I deal with releasing my stress at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And you notice, and I tell you to do the same thing. At the end, I set my phone up at the end of the night to do not disturb me. At 1030, my phone completely goes off. There's no business happening. Only people who's going to be able to get in touch with me is people who are in my favorites. If you are not in my favorites, we'll do business when I get up in the morning. So at the mm. end of the night, there's no, no nothing. You're not calling me with no problems. It's all over. Wow. And yeah, and, and at this, it, at the same at the same time, I also speak to a therapist. I don't find nothing wrong with it. It helped me, right? You know, absolutely. It actually helped me understand how to deal with myself as well as how to properly approach people when I'm dealing with my issue. Because that's absolutely. another issue, you know. It's we we when we you going through a crisis, some people don't know how to approach for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I just want to say this. And Calcutta, I'm going to actually address them. Um, I'm going to answer that question. But before I do that, and I've been telling you, Ray, you should have your own show. <laughs> Put that comment up there on the screen. Demo West said Ray is going to have his own show midnight. I agree. <laughs> I think you should do it. I think, guys, Ray is doing really excellent now. I think he's totally out his shell. Y'all see him. Why don't you do a show? Your own show oh, just for men. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Yo, no, I think you really should do it. I really do. I think that you would be great at it. And I think that it's very much needed. You talk about the fact that you want to help veterans and other men. I think men coming together, we we need to see that anyway. Yeah. You need to be kind of like building with these men and y'all need to be building. I don't need to be there. I could be in the background, you know, making sure everything is good. But yo, think about that. I think that's a that's really, really a, a good point. Now, I'm, I'm going to uh, address this and then we're going to get up out of here. Um, Calcutta's mom said she wants to know what I think about kids from group homes. Oh, I love the fact that you, <clears throat> that you asked me that question. It's so funny because I was in a group home. Now, I was in a group home um, because I was getting in a lot of trouble. Now, that's a whole long story. Uh, Calcutta, I thought, uh, Calcutta mommy, I thought that you read the, my book, Broken Then Healed. And I got to be honest, I was not healed. I thought I was, but I wasn't. The book that I wrote, Broken Then Healed, it talks about me being in a group home. Now, I, the weird thing is, I always want to do something, right? <laughs> this is so crazy. I wanted to open a group home. Somebody told me, nope, them kids is bad. They're going to burn down the house. And it was all these different things. But the crazy thing is I was a kid in a group home. And it wasn't because of my parents wasn't great. It was because I was getting in trouble constantly. I was getting kicked out of school. I was getting into fights. I was, you know, just not coming home and all this other stuff. And I kept, honestly, sometimes a lot of these fights were me defending myself. But that's a whole nother story. But Eventually, I started walking around with blades and carrying them in my mouth. I was a little thug. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little thuggish. You know what I mean? I get busy. I'm sorry, cow got a mommy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, look, I was a little bad out there in the streets because I was adapting to my environment and I was a product of my environment. Right. So what happened is I ended up going into a group home. The group home was called St. Cabrini. And the funny thing is, it was somewhere upstate, but um, I don't know. I used to be like, it's cows up there. Now I'm up here. But um, I was in a group home and that group home closed down not too long ago. And when I heard that, it really broke my heart. And the reason that it broke my heart, y'all might be saying, thinking that it's a bad thing. Nah, let me tell you all something about the group home that I was in. I learned a lot there. OK, they the teachers there were teaching us and it seemed like they really cared i was building things wood like i mean like a tree take the wood i was learning how to take that wood and turn it into a table things that we go to the store and buy right now i knew how to make that i don't know how to make it now i probably could if i you know work but i was learning and i loved it i loved it i was learning structure okay because i was wild for the night i was learning how to get up and do certain things. I mean, look, overall, it's not to discredit anything of uh, what I learned at home. But you again, once you get out and you start to do your own thing, you kind of like, like Poppy Fortune said earlier, like how social media was, the streets started to teach me because that's where I was. So when you're learning from the streets, sometimes your morals ain't always right. OK, my morals was not always right. So I started to become like everything that I was around, which was not good. But that group home started to change me. I ended up getting kicked out of it. OK, because I was still getting into fights. But I ain't going to lie. It, it changed me, though. So what do I think overall? I think group homes could be a great place where there are mentors and where there are staff who's there for them kids to be there for them, to teach them, to guide them, to be the village that they need 
I think group homes are needed when the right place and the right people are there. Okay. That's what I believe. And I, (laughs) I I swear I want to do so much and I know that I can't do everything. I still in my heart want to do that because I know what it was like to be in one. That's what money gonna do. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm he saying. He brought the money thing back that's, up. It's time to get him out. Go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> optically or, or optimistically cynical, he said, "I took my son to the park, and when we came, when we got home, we found his goldfish dead, which is a tough situation for any parent. How do you explain autoerotic asphyxiation to a four year old?" Mm. Um, I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, how how do you explain that to a how old? Four. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll let you go first. I look at it like this, you know, and, and I, I I don't remember where I heard this from, but mm-hmm. it always stuck in my heart, my my head. Death is a part of life, right? And you always look at it like when you die, you're making room for your other your kids, your grandkids, your kids, kids, kids. Okay. So that's how I look at it. You know, I mean, maybe you could explain it to the four, the four-year-old like that. Like, look, the, the goldfish died, so we can make more room for more goldfish. I don't know. That is a, it's a way to explain it. It's hard to explain that to a kid. Poppy Fortress think that you troll it. I can't take it. But listen, let me tell you, if you're not, and that's really true, <laughs> um, I can't tell you because somebody need to explain it to me. I, I still don't deal with it well. Honestly, I'm a deflector on that. I, I run from it more than anything. And I, I avoid what they say, fight or flight. Like I'm one that flight. Like I don't really like to deal with it because I'm a cancer. I'm extremely sensitive and I do not. He's a cancer too, but <laughs> I don't know. And I don't deal with it well. So um, yeah, I don't know. But listen, y'all, we appreciate y'all so much um, for tuning in. And I just want to leave before we get out, out of here. First, you got any final words? Uh, I think I said everything. You said everything you had to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just going to leave out with these final oh, wait, words. Wait, I do. Okay, go ahead. Now that we're talking about mental health, please, everybody, this because this is dear to me. It's, just, it's, it's called it's 22 a day. And I've said this to you before. 22 veterans every day, on average, take their life. Mm. So when you see a veteran, just thank them. You might change their day. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And thank you for your service. No, no, no. Seriously. Seriously. Absolutely. For real. Because, um, you know, there was a point where, I mean, you wasn't like going too crazy about it. But I, I always really respected you for that and what you've done. So thank you. Um, we're going to get up out of here, guys. Thank y'all so much for tuning in again. If y'all haven't already, make sure you hit the notification button and subscribe to our YouTube channel right now. Do not forget and tell other people to subscribe again. Y'all know Mondays is from the ground up productions. That's where we interview different entrepreneurs, different independent artists and hip hop pioneer legends. We always have on the show and on talk therapy Tuesdays, which is today. This is when we come together and we talk about certain issues to get things off our chest. We open up the phone lines in case you guys want to call in and get things off your chest. It takes a village. And that's what we're trying to do here. Talk therapy is about Exactly that. Sometimes we just need to talk and get things out of our mind, but we don't just want to talk. 
We want to put action behind those words. So if it's something that needs to be done, we need to be doing it. Okay. We need to be doing it. And also please don't forget hood court. See, we got something for everybody, right? We got the, where we shine the light on other people and we we give them the, the stage. You know what I mean? And then Tuesdays we do this where we release and relax and get things off our chest and talk about great things. And then hood court, it's ratchet, baby. <laughs> okay? Because, listen, we can't leave the hood rats out. <laughs> what you thought? Okay, we can't leave out the, the ratchetness. So hood court is about that. So if you're somebody out there, um, don't be afraid. Like, you got to come on. The show is, is fun. We haven't had um, anybody yet. We did have a couple of people that was supposed to bring somebody on. But um, they, I guess they're not ready as of yet. But hood court. If you're going through something and it ain't got to be nothing real serious, right? But if they violated hood rules in the code of the street, you could bring them on the show. We will have a public defender, public pretender, because that's what it is in a hood, right? And then we will have the hood defense. So you guys, will there will be a lawyer and a defender on deck, and then it will, there will be a judge. Our audience is the jury. Everything is based off of the code of the street, hood rules. And we will find out at the end of the show, did you get your hood card revoked and that's what it's all about so until people start pulling up and bringing somebody to the hood court we will just pull people in the court right off the internet and let them know if they got their hood card revoked like we did for the past people that we just spoke on so anyway guys i want to thank y'all so much for tuning in thank you guys for always being supportive don't forget if you haven't please make sure you share this link with somebody else and tell somebody about our show uh, you know what they say one person tell five people and that's how it spread and I want to leave y'all with these words so please do not forget to always 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 believe in yourself because these are our night affirmations before you go to bed believe in yourself trust in yourself put yourself first and protect your inner peace and always remember this it doesn't matter when someone is broken and angry and you talk to them or say something to them. They might not be able to receive your message the right way, or they might take it in the wrong context. It's not true. So don't take offense to that, okay? It is not true. Guys, talk therapy. Tuesdays, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, and I wanted to say Peace. to everybody uh -huh. who said thank you for your service. Thank y'all. I appreciate every single one of y'all. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Peace, y'all. We hope you enjoyed your time with Lady Miz on Talk Therapy. We'll see you next time. Be sure to add our channel to your Roku list and listen to us on all streaming platforms. From Round up from the ground up. There's only one way to go from here.